You are listening to listening to listening to listening to First Gen Teachers of Lens. Back to another episode of First Gen Teacher Lens Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. C. In this episode, it is another book talk, a second edition, actually, in a book talk that I actually did a while ago with Dr. Frank Buck about his new and latest book about getting organized digitally. Now, in this book talk, we talk about actually the nook and crannies of his book that is now released. So please, please listen subscribe to the podcast especially with this episode because there are really really good tips on how to get organized digitally in this digital teaching age so stay tuned and don't forget to like and subscribe to the first gen teacher and podcast stay tuned peace this podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the First Gen Teacher Lens Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. C. And in this episode, I bring back a very special guest, Dr. Frank Buck. As you know from previous episodes with Dr. Buck, we did discuss his book. Now his book has been officially released and we're here to dive into it a little bit more so we get more people to buy it and get some uh, helpful tips on t- about time management, which is essential in this day and age of teaching and also daily life because you know time management applies to a lot of things. Uh, Dr. Buck, nice to have you again. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much, Mr. C. Thanks so much for uh, coming on again, talking about your book. So um, as as I was, you know, digesting the video sent me and brushing up on your book, you mentioned this idea about remember the milk. Where did that analogy come from? Because it's a good analogy, yeah. but I, I want you to unpack, unpack that. You know, whether it's the pencil and paper world or the digital world, there's there's some areas where we tend to be fairly strong. Contacts, for instance. Once upon a time, everybody had a pencil and paper address book. So you knew where to put phone numbers and you knew where to put physical addresses. And now if you ask someone to look up an address or a phone number, almost everyone's going to pick up their phone and it's synced to their computer. When it comes, we're there when it comes to contacts. Mm-hmm. And calendars. Everybody owns a calendar. Some people still have a paper one. Um, Most of us, I think, are now digital. Our problem has never been showing up Tuesday at nine Mm o'clock. But when it comes to all the little tasks that we have to do, the things that keep life running, like we're almost out of milk, remember to get the milk at the grocery store. We're all over the place, even in a digital world. It's sticky notes lined around the computer monitor. It's people going, oh, I think I can just simply, I I, I can remember that. I don't need to write it down. I can remember that. Mm -hmm. But we don't. And Mm -hmm. 
So the biggest area of weakness that I see in this digital world of ours is a digital task list. And there's, and there's so many of them out there that are good. I use Remember the Milk. And so I actually started off the book with the real nuts and bolts of here's where to get it. Here's how to organize it. Here's how to use it. So one of the big takeaways from today is, folks, go out and get yourself a digital task list. You can go to rememberthemilk.com and get one for free. It's the end of rewriting a list day after day after day and having all those little sticky notes everywhere. It's it's the end of forgetting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, even digging deeper, but uh, I guess like the name, remember the milk, because if you think about it, a grocery list, right? Don't forget, yeah. you know, your milk, eggs, bananas, whatever have you. And I just thought it was a clever idea in terms of to convey, you know, what I make on a daily basis, because I'm still on that path of um, I make a to do list and I, it's on a Google Doc and I rehash it every yeah. so often, a couple of days. But there are ways and there are you're right, there are programs that make it succinct where you're not maybe the program catches on. All right. You do X amount of this every day. Right. Just leave it there mm -hmm. as a constant daily reminder. You have to do this this week. Like, for yeah. example, lesson planning. Who doesn't do lesson planning almost every week as a teacher uh -huh. or has like to gather materials for uh, four set lessons? Right. That's a consistent thing. So make that a daily uh, objective, if you will, in terms uh, of or yeah. a task. And then it's there. So you don't have to think about it because there are times where I think it's funny that you brought up uh, you know, oh, I remember it. Passwords. I never remember all the passwords. I've reset one account so many times that I, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to write it down because it's true. Because how are you going to captivate uh, so many little uh, things at once in terms of remembering this account for this subject area, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely beneficial to have a daily, uh, I want to say task list. Um, for right. my second question, um, in your book, which I think, because we spoke about it earlier, it's a creative way to um, digest, uh, you know, time management with reality, right? Uh -huh. So you use educator stories to convey uh, a larger message of, of your book. Why did you go to, why did you select those stories mm -hmm. yeah those yeah good good question this book is real nuts and bolts about the best tools that i think are out there right now so it's a technology book mm -hmm. and technology books can get awfully dry yeah. i mean real dry but as human beings we love stories you know once upon a time, and there it goes. And kids are captivated and adults are captivated. And we especially like when people live happily ever after. So what I try to do in this book is present likable people, mm -hmm. principals, assistant principals, teachers, um, teachers who have family at home. So we're not only juggling all the demands of teaching 
but also the demands of home with a spouse and children who are going all different places with sports practice and doctor's mm-hmm. appointments and all this kind of stuff. So as you read through the book, you're, you're reading about real life people and the struggles that they're having and then how these tools and we get real specific as far as how to use them and you see it solve the problems that they're having and it makes life easier. And that's one of the big takeaways also from the book that life doesn't have to be as hard as we sometimes make it. Mm-hmm. Life is different now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we went for centuries with paper. We've gotten pretty good at keeping up with paper and filing paper and having ideas. And it's been passed down from one generation to the next generation. This digital beast is only a couple of generations old at the most. We're having to figure this sucker out ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody around to teach us. You know, it's like the, the older teachers, it, 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 they didn't have this coming through. And I, I put myself in that category. I'm now, I'm almost 63 years old. So I'm one of the old timers. It was all pencil and paper back then. But I think one of the things that helped me is I saw early on that technology was a way to make things easier that, oh my gosh, this thing called a spreadsheet that I'd never heard of before. I could put my grade book on this. I could have it mm-hmm. average the grades for me. And everybody out there right now is going, well, duh, don't we all do that? Well, yes, we do now. But when I started teaching, no, we didn't. One Saturday of every six One Saturday of every six was devoted to sitting down with a calculator and punching in numbers and writing averages in a grade book and then copying those averages onto grade sheets that then went to the homeroom teachers who could then copy things down onto report cards. Mm -hmm. And it was a a huge amount of time on clerical kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Schools have been kind of slow to let go of some of that and embrace um, as, as a principal, when I first introduced to my teachers, the ability to keep their grades on a spreadsheet rather than the pencil and paper grade book, it was almost a revolt from some of them, you know, that gosh, I've been doing it this way for all this time. Well, let's show you a much easier way mm-hmm. uh, to do it. No. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think you brought up a good point because, um, I'm on the opposite end. I, I'm in my career. I'm five years in. And yeah. when I was growing up, I, and I, and I always say this, I think my age bracket of teachers is probably the last generation because I didn't have a cell phone until maybe I was a junior in high school. And mm-hmm. that's cause like I would come from late from like practice. Um, and uh, I remember it was like one of the first touchscreen cell phones, but it still had like the the keyboard, the touch, the touch keyboard. And it I seen the progression of technology and it's 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 way more innovative since when I was a kid. Um, so when I was a kid, I remember we had tech rooms, but we had these monstrous 
monitors and uh like uh i i called them with my kids i was like oh those were the baby got back computers because they were huge now sometimes the 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 power um the 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 modem itself is within the screen and it's just the screen or the 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 computer screen the keyboard and maybe a wireless mouse because everything has become wireless now so we've progressed into a time where i want to say maybe 10 15 years ago we couldn't even fathom how far we got here now we have things that are wireless ipads Mm -hmm. penciling in with ipads using an apple pencil so you're you're right in terms of um you know older teachers having to adapt but even younger teachers like i had to adapt to like a lot of new stuff during covid like i Mm -hmm. couldn't fathom all the programs that i had to learn and digest albeit it was a little bit easier because i feel my generation isn't was digesting digital platforms already yeah but at the same time they're still new platforms so it's it's a it's a learning curve so everybody had to uh, some people begrudgingly, others more uh, willing to accommodate, but it was still a learning process for all of us. So I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head where we're all in this together in terms of learning and digesting this grand scope of technology Absolutely. at the forefront yeah. of education. Yeah. And Alex, I think it is a learning curve, but it's not as steep as a lot of people are afraid of. Right. The thing about technology is it gets cheaper and cheaper and easier and easier, and our tools talk to each other so much better. You know, we we move from you know the the floppy disk and DOS commands. I don't know if anybody out there is old enough to remember the DOS commands that you had to memorize and type in. And thanks to Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, then we started clicking on folders that ran those DOS commands, uh, you know, behind the scenes. And now, uh, you know, we're not, we're not carrying around floppy disks. We're not even carrying around flash drives anymore. It's all wireless. It's bouncing off satellites. It's, you know, it's housed on Google's server. It, you know, it's never been easier, but there's still so many people that are behind the curve. I look at it as, you know, you're, you're standing on the shore and there's the rowboat and you got one foot on the shore and you got one foot in the rowboat and that's okay for a while. Mm-hmm. But then as that rowboat starts to move just a little bit, inch by inch, you start getting a little nervous. And then at some point, you're either going to get in the boat or you're going to fall in the water. And mm-hmm. we've got so many people that are about to, they're worried about, they're about to fall in the water, but they don't know how to get in the boat. And this is the book that tells you how to get in the boat. It's the nuts and bolts that gives you the tools and how they work together to make life easier. Right. And one of the things that you speaking about getting in the boat in terms of uh, a physical analogy right um you mentioned specifically in in the book that school is not a place which i think was an interesting thing Mm -hmm. to say um because i think a lot of people still feel that school is this 
brick and mortar place. <laughs> However, yeah. mm-hmm. right, so many businesses have come out with like even like how we're we're conversing now with Zoom, yeah. um, uh, you know, Google Meets, right? Can you elaborate on that? that that saying that school is not a place what do you what do you mean by that school is not a place school is a gathering of learners Mm -hmm. now it can be in the same place at the same time you know the kids who live in the same community with a teacher who lives in that community and they and they come together but it can be that same group of kids with a teacher from somewhere around the world or a group of kids all over the world that are all tuning in to this master lecture that's going on that's being delivered to them in their native languages whatever that language happens to be and it can be at the same time or it can be asynchronous where we're all tuning in at a time that's convenient for us Mm-hmm. We have never had the kinds of opportunities that we've had today. And like, like Zoom, you, you know, just it, several years ago, if you knew about video conference, if you had any expertise with video conferencing at all, it was Skype, well, you were, yeah. you were on the cutting edge. And now your average person has a Zoom account and understands how this stuff works. And it's made life better for us. It's been easier for us. And in, in a way, it, it's like the boy who's tiptoes out to the edge of the high dive and he climbs up and he tiptoes out and he peers over into the water and he so wants to dive, but he's afraid. Mm-hmm. And then somebody tiptoes up behind him and gives him a little shove off the high dive and into the water he dives And then he's fine after that. A pandemic shoved us off the edge of that diving board. Mm -hmm. You know, we we had always, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had a computer for every child and so forth and so on. Well, suddenly, if it weren't for technology, we wouldn't have school at all. And suddenly it became important for every household to have internet access, regardless of your zip code. And so now we've got school buses rigged up to go and park out in the community to serve as a hotspot, and it became important for every student, regardless of zip code, to have a device that they could take home and have access to the world's knowledge, that it's not the haves and the have-nots. It's not, do you have access to the internet at your home? It's, how do you have access to the internet at your home? And now that that pandemic, hopefully, cross our fingers, is behind (laughs) us and hopefully cross our fingers this upcoming school year will be quote unquote a normal year as if any school year has ever been normal normal year um i hope we don't go backwards I, i i hope we don't go back to all right, everybody get in your seat, straight line, get out your notebook, pencil and paper, look up here at the board. Yeah. Right. We, that pandemic gave us the opportunity to go from 2020 to 2030 overnight. Right. Yeah. So we can't, we can't back up, but, but we need, we need the know-how 
to be able to thrive. How do you keep all, you know, how do you keep it all together? So as people read about Remember the Milk and they're going, wait a minute. So realistically, this Remember the Milk thing, this could be the one place I can look for everything I have to do. That email that I have to respond to, I forwarded it straight over to Remember the Milk, and now it's sitting in my to-do list in Remember mm -hmm. the Milk that, uh, you know, calls so-and-so about the email that he sent me. Mm -hmm. And I can actually add to that sucker with my voice. And all of those repeating tasks, gosh, for the teachers who are out there right now, uh, of course, Alex, right now, as we're recording this in uh, about two-thirds of the way through April, think about all of the things that teachers are going to be doing between now and the end of school to wind up the school year. And so many of them are things that we did last year at this time and the year before at this time, and we're going to do next year at this time and the next year. What if we didn't have to sit down with a blank legal pad going, okay, what do I need to do to wind up the school year? What if we could put it on that digital task list and say, repeat every April the 25th, repeat every May the 2nd, do it, check it off, it goes away, and next year, at the appropriate time, it automatically returns. And all the things we have to do to get school started, and all of those major projects that happen throughout the year that have all the, the little to-dos with them, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Think it once, put it on the list, tell it when you need it to repeat, and life just got so much easier. You can't do that with pencil and paper, right. but the digital world makes it easy. And all of the things that come to us digitally you know, with the internet, that article that it's like, oh, I want to save that, that article that, you know, when I was in high school, you would have clipped it. You would have taken a pair of scissors and physically clipped it out of a magazine, hole punched it and put it in a notebook. Well, a lot of that terminology is still there. Here it is on the internet. I click the Evernote web clicker. Clipper, one click, mm -hmm. click, save. That entire article is now in a notebook in Evernote. It's the digital equivalent. Right. It's, it's like um, I oftentimes when I use the Google platform, you don't have, you can, if, if you had a really solid lesson, which I did for, I believe, um, it was one on plot and there was one on short stories or yeah. short, not, um, not short story. It was a uh, short animation clips from Pixar, Sony. Uh, and obviously they got credit, of course. Uh, and they're all links. And then I rehashed that material and I, I didn't have to go, you know, reprint all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and make sure I have enough copies. It was just there. All right. How many students needed All right, set, make sure, make a copy for every student, give it the same grade, use the same rubric that I made last year. So it, everything was rehashed where I was just like, Oh, this is a lot easier. So like, again, like I think one of the key things that you said was don't reinvent the wheel. The wheels already been invented. So all you got to do is drive. And, Absolutely. Yeah. and that's one of the, key essential things that i learned from the pandemic is 
using these platforms to my advantage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, moving on to one of my uh, my last question is, what is one takeaway that you want from your book? Like a person that just finished reading it, what do you want the, uh, I guess, moral or scope of the grand scheme of like the book that like, what did I get from this book? Yeah. The biggest takeaway that there are digital tools out there, most of them free, that make life so much easier. Now, it's the tool together with a strategy for how to use it. And so that's that's what we put in this in this book. And, and when people say to me, well, well, Frank, you several years ago, you wrote Get Organized Time Management for School Leaders. And now you've got Get Organized Digitally, the Educator's Guide to Time Management. Well, what's the difference between the two books? And I would say, well, the one I wrote several years ago, it's eternal. That 50 years from now, the things that we're talking about in there will be absolutely true because I talked about principles, principles with a P-L-E, not a P-A-L, not like mm-hmm. the principal in your school. Um, so that, you know, because tech tools change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so you won't read the word Apple or Google or Microsoft. Those words don't appear. But what we talk about are principles that mm-hmm. will be eternal. Now, for this one, we rolled the dice and said, I'm going to write a book where some things are going to be obsolete within maybe as little as a year. Mm-hmm. We'll do a second edition if we need to. But what we're going to do is give people the real specifics, the real nuts and bolts. We want to be as helpful as possible for the people right here, right now. Mm-hmm. So this is not a book you want to buy five years from now. This is a book you want right this minute while everything's still relevant. And as things change, well, if we need to go back and do another edition, we'll go back and do another edition. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's, per- I think you hit again, the nail on his head where there technology is forever changing and for where forever adapting. And I think that would be, for forever now because there's always some engineer or some programmer thinking of something how to make something digitally easier so i think i think uh, if a new a new edition comes along the way i think we're gonna you're gonna talk about some other program that came (laughs) out to solve something oh oh, yeah you know and and see that's one of the reasons that i blog i've been i've been blogging since like 2005 and so every week i've got a new blog post that now is also like a podcast episode in a YouTube video, all you know, r- related to the same thing. And when people say, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mess with that digital stuff. You know, what, what if I'm using Remember the Milk and Remember the Milk goes out of business? What am I going to do? Well, if they do, guess what? There's going to be something else that's right. even better where you're going to be able to export your data and import your data. I went digital in 2001 and I was using 
uh, Outlook Sync to the Palm. Remember the palm back there, folks, you know, with the stylus and mm -hmm. the graffiti writing. And so my, my information was there in the palm sync with Outlook. Well, then when our school system went to Blackberries, it was the Outlook Sync to the Blackberry. I didn't retype anything. And then later on, I moved to Google Calendar and uh, Toodledoo for my task list exported from Outlook, imported into Doodle, Toodledoo. Mm -hmm. When I left Toodledoo, exported out of Toodledoo into Remember the Milk, same day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so tools will go belly up, but good things are replaced by better things. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're never going to be stepping off the edge of the world and, and falling off, you know, right. just when you think you're falling off the edge, that's where you sprout the angel wings and you fly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, Dr. Buck, uh, thanks so much for coming again to the first gen teacher lens podcast. If anybody's listening out there, definitely check out the book. It's available on Amazon yeah. Yeah. also on Kindle. I know because I got it. <laughs> yeah, but, so you, you get that you get it digitally since yeah, it's a it's get organized digital it, book. The yeah. irony of it, yeah, but yeah, it just came faster. But make sure you get the book. Also, if you're listening and want to hear more, subscribe to the First Gen Teacher Lens podcast. Yep. You can check me out on teachbetter.com as well. There Thank you, you know, so much absolutely. for tuning in. Oh, and let, let me throw in um also, you know, I know we talked about a lot sure. the come over to the website, frankbuck.org. So I know we've gone through a lot of things fairly quickly. And if people are going, right, where, where can I learn more? So just come there. Mm -hmm. And right off the bat, you'll see a place where you can get on my email list. I send you two free gifts. One of those is an ebook on how to set up Remember the Milk. So even before you get the book, you can have the information on sort of how to get remember the milk up and going the little one-time settings and and that sort of thing and then uh you know from there it's it's the keys to the kingdom there are all the blog posts and videos and audio stuff and uh you know you just have a good time not having to figure all this stuff out yourself i mean let me do some of that for you and right. say here's the stuff that's working for me and here's how to, you know, here's how to make it work for yourself mm -hmm. and just have a good time and don't make life so daggum hard. Right. Right. Well, Dr. Buck, thanks again for tuning in and being a guest on the first gen teachers podcast. Again, to those listeners, please check out Dr. Buck's website. Um, check out his book available on Amazon. You can get it on also digitally. Uh, definitely a worthwhile read for everybody who is teaching, especially now in this day, digital day and age. And stay tuned. Thank you for having listened to the First Gen Teacher's Lens. We'll see you here next time.